it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hey, you. Yeah, 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 you. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning scene means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At my bookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice! The NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code VOCNATION and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. What's up, everybody? Hello. Another uh, another episode. What is going on, Mr. West? How are what you doing? I see you got your winter outfit on. I do. It got a little cold. It got a little cold recently up here in Minnesota. Uh, we're in fall weather now, which means like 40 degrees, 50 degrees. Uh, today wasn't so bad. It's just I got my windows open, so it was like a nice, cool breeze. But a couple days, a couple like a week ago. It was like 45 for our high, and it was getting pretty cold out, some frost. Yeah, the high today was 98, and the low was around 76. I would definitely take your low all day. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, but the 76 is at like 12 o'clock in the morning or like o'clock at night, not during the day at all. It's 90 all day. Right, right. What's up, Chris? How's it going, brother? Thanks yeah. for being again. It's funny because when I was down there, what was it? It was February when I was in Orlando with you. That's when one I came, of the coldest months. and you said that's one of its what? Coldest months. Which is hilarious because I was in shorts and a t-shirt, loving my life because I was like, it's like you know, twenty below and ice where I'm where I'm at right now. And you were like, man, I need a sweatshirt, and I was just loving it. I was like, what are you talking about a sweatshirt? This is the perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if I was down there like now with you, dude, I would be 
uh, I'd be I'd be so grossed. So much sweat coming off my fat. It would be nasty. <laughs> but yeah, you'd be all right though. You'd probably get used to it. I'd get used to it. I think uh, I'd like to think I can handle that. I, I, I like warm places. Like I'm not meant to be here. You know what I mean? Like I love Minnesota, uh, but I. Uh, oh, Chris, why? Why would you go to Iowa? <laughs> Respects to Iowa, though, for the uh, Hall of Fame in Waterloo. Talk to, uh, speaking of Iowa, I just talked to Troy Peterson, and uh, <laughs> Ty very excited for some upcoming shows. They're going to be able to start running shows soon, and right. he's really excited for the Hall of Fame coming up, and. Uh, He's he's a uh, big shout out to Troy and uh, his running uh, out there and uh, yeah he's excited for the new year. I talked to him yeah. last night for an hour. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, man, that's gonna be cool. I've seen that IPW's been running some like uh, online like uh, no crowd shows, but streaming them so people can watch. So that's cool. Chris, you're gonna be in Osage. That means next summer in July, you have to come to Waterloo for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no excuse if you're in the same state. Yeah, you definitely got to come. I mean, people travel all over to go to the Hall of Fame. It's one of the best Hall of Fames there are because not only do you get to see all these superstars, you stay in the same hotel as them. It's all in walking distance. You get to end up hanging out with them at the bars and the restaurants. And it's a lot of interaction. Me and Big Days do a live podcast. And we do a lot of fun stuff. So, you know, it's a really good weekend. And it's a good weekend to celebrate the wrestlers that paved the way for us younger generation wrestlers and the next coming up generation wrestlers and they really pay homage to everybody and they have not only do they bring the um top legend in, they also bring some of the top indie wrestlers in you know they've always they brought in ricochet before they've brought in um brian cage where we did our brian cage interview uh sammy callahan a bunch of different people they've always brought in to you know show the people that you know a little bit diversity and then they always have a legends match and all kinds of good stuff so you know i would definitely recommend checking out the whole thing yeah it's you know what's nice about it too is it it feel it is a legitimate hall of fame you know Everybody talks about the WWE Hall of Fame, whatever. You know, it is what it is. It's, a, this is it's an honor, but it's also a big just show. <laughs> you know, where the, the, there's more meaning behind the people getting inducted at this Hall of Fame. Plus, knowing that it's actually a wrestling Hall of Fame amateur, a Roman Greco-style Hall of Fame, but they are acknowledging the professional wrestling world and doing And this. MMA. And MMA now, yes. Um, and even now, women's wrestling, because this last year was, uh, or last year, was the first year they inducted a female, Beth Phoenix, uh, who you can watch that episode on our YouTube channel, the Briscoe and Big Ace show. Make sure you subscribe and click notifications. Uh, yeah, man, it's a special, it's a special, special weekend. That's where all this began. That's where this whole show began. That's where our, you and I became friends. It's, uh, we've had a lot of great memories that we could uh, talk about on and off air. Uh, and we're going to make a lot more memories as, as those shows continue to happen. Plus, we're finally going to have a nicer hotel. Same hotel, but it's been upgraded. I cannot wait. As long as it's the same staff. Yeah, man. That was a, an amazing staff, almost like family run. They were great people, and they took care of all of us. So, Yeah, well, let's get into some wrestling, because I'm sure that's what you know a lot of people tune into, too, is you know, we talk a little wrestling. 
I was seeing some of the ROH uh, matches, mm-hmm. and I saw my good, good friend Fred from FCW, which was in WWE, and I see that he's wrestling again. Okay. Yeah, Darren Young was his name. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was part of the Nextus. Yeah. And, man, Darren Young, what can I say? He was probably one of my favorite people to have matches with. Nice. I remember one of my matches in FCW where uh, Dusty came up to me and he was like, hey, I want you guys to tear down the house. And, you know, if Dusty tells you that, you kind of got to, like, step your game up. Dusty doesn't usually tell you to, like, you know, hey, we want you to really, like, get over. So me and Fred are looking at each other, and we're going over this match, and, you know, he's helping me. I was trying to, at the time, I was trying to do some, like, amateur moves. Mm -hmm. And I remember I used to do like where I would do a spot where I would hit the ropes and the guy would do a drop down. And as he dropped down as an amateur wrestler, you go and grab him and you hook him for a gator roll and you gator roll him and pick him up and do a suplex. And I used to do that. And uh, it was just funny because I saw that he was on the card. So it made me watch one of our old matches on FCW. And it was just one of my, probably one of my best matches ever. And it was, working with Fred and, you know, Darren Young or whatever. Well, he goes by Fred now, but uh, Darren Young when he was in uh, WWE. But, yeah, man, I'm really proud of him. I'm glad he's back in the ring, and I'm glad he's doing his thing because, you know, he was a great talent and one hell of a worker. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, all of those guys that was a part of that whole Nexus group really were great, great talent. I also want to ask you, because you are friends with all of them you were there during that same time if the injury hadn't happened when it happened was there a chance you were being lined up to be a part of that nexus crew no um to be honest with you me and xavier woods were gonna debut we were gonna debut as a tag team that was their wwe's whole push for me and xavier was for us to be a tag team we just had really good chemistry and like we were really good baby faces and we really we really worked on our tag team and how to like be able to wrestle any size guy from big show to anybody we knew how to like because a lot of times they put me and xavier against bruce clay and brodus clay's partner was uh andrew jackson and andrew jackson was seven foot two damn and bros clay yeah. six nine right you know i'm you know, barely six foot and Xavier's, you know, five, nine, five, ten. He's, you know, a couple inches shorter than me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we learned how to work bigger guys and, they, and WWE saw that and they were like, wow, they saw that we we're getting over. They're like, we could really, we had a lot of fight. We had a lot of, you know, just aggression and just not getting up and proving to everybody that it didn't matter your size, we'd still take you down, we'd still beat you. That's awesome. I've seen the picture of you two becoming FCW tag champs. Yeah. And we actually beat uh, Fandango and EC3. Wow. And uh, that's, I pinned EC3 to win the uh, tag team titles. And kind of the crazy story about that was uh, you have an FCW, there used to be. A kind of like a 
passing of a torch kind of deal where right like the day of you'd get to the show and usually the tag team that was the champions already knew the day that they were going to drop the title and people that were winning it usually didn't really know i didn't know me and xavier really didn't know and we had a meeting and you know some good things were said and i remember sitting there and i remember uh ec3 coming to me and handed me an empty bag it's a velvet bag and he's like you're gonna need that later (laughs) i was like what and he just like smiled and he just walked away and left the bag with me so i like didn't let anybody see it i put it in my bag i like hit it i was like oh my god i think we're winning the tag team and i went up to xavier and i'm like hey did uh um fandango he's like yeah he's like he didn't tell us that and i was like dude i think we're gonna win the titles and he's like yeah i think so too and lo and behold we end up winning the titles that night oh that's great and was that on tv for fcw or was that just a live show i was on tv that was on the bright house network it was a local florida station um bright house tv um they played all the local like Tampa Bay Rays. They played all those sports. It was basically the new Fox Sports, but it was called Bright House Sports. And um, you can sort of find those matches on YouTube. A lot, all those matches are on YouTube. Um, but it was just a great experience. And the sad thing is, is that I never got the opportunity to pay the respect and give my opponent the empty velvet sack because mm-hmm. i got hurt and i had to just give up the tag titles right i kind of just it was just like okay Wes is going to knee surgery he's out seven months okay we got tag team titles are gone xavier goes does something else see you later you know what's funny that you mentioned this because I, I remember when Xavier debuted on WWE. I, first of all, I saw him, I think it was WrestleMania 29 in New York uh, at Fan Access when they were running the NXT shows during Fan Access. And I remember watching him wrestle. And it was funny because he, one session I went to, he was babyface. The next session, he was heel. So, I, like, it, even then, I was like, I feel like they don't know where they want to go with this guy. And then when he debuted on TV, it was even like, I still feel like they don't know where they want to go. This all makes more sense because he was being packaged with you as this next great tag team. And then obviously plans had to change. So that, that just makes a lot more well, sense. And the craziest thing is like Xavier Woods was already like popping. Like he was in TNA and had some good matches in TNA. He had a match against Kurt Angle, believe it or not. Oh, that's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, he went by Austin Creed. Yeah. And or Apollo Creed, I believe. Or Austin Creed. An Austin Creed, but um, yeah, he had some great matches, and then he's he's a guy that I really, really give a lot of respect to. He really helped me out. I had the attitude of like, not he was he was like the cool metal dude, and I was the dude that was like, because some guys would be like, wouldn't wouldn't want to like do stuff for us, like the bigger guy. So I would go up to him and be like, okay, well, then I'm going to kick out your leg, and then I'm going to run him and need you as hard as I can in your face. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, well, if you don't want to bump for me, you could do that because that's 
realistic. If I kick out your leg, you're going to drop to one knee. And when you drop to one knee, I'm going to knee you in the face. Right, if you're not going to sell for me, I'm going to make you sell for me. Exactly. Like, but that's smart. Though. That's telling a story. Like, I'm not making them bump, but I'm making them drop to a knee, and then I'm blasting them in the face. And then I tag Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods do a double tag, hit him again. We get him in the corner. We start going at it. Boom, boom, boom. I'll hit him, hit him. Tag Xavier Woods. He'll come in. Boom, boom, boom. He'll tag me. And we do that, like, in a circle for three times. Right. So it's like three fresh guys just coming in there, just pounding on you. So uh, we really, we really meshed good. We had great promos together. That was when I had long hair and I used to braid it and yeah. I would have braids and all kinds of crazy stuff. And we just had a good time. It was just really fun. Dude. I remember when I first, uh, cause you'll have to tell me how long ago this happened, but I don't, cause I don't remember when you did this, but I, remember either. I do remember like talking to you for the first time since going from long to when you chopped your hair off and like for a second i had to be like wait what like i was, it, I, I, was, was doing, I was doing the ring warriors yeah um, and they were on the wgn network at the time i just remember like seeing like your first facetime since you did that and i was just like whoa i just wasn't expecting that bro like people at ring warriors were mad about that really well because yeah. you've been known with that long hair yeah, but then again, they weren't paying me enough to like tell me what I can and cannot do. And for me, right. I just wanted a change in life. I wanted to just, I just wanted a new look. I was just, just it was time to elevate. I was trying to like grow and go to something different. So I just kind of, I just did it all at once, and I just shaved it. Comp- I went really like completely bald. I was just like I'm going as low as possible, but it was just a statement just to say that I don't care. Like no one can tell me what to do. Like I don't, nothing. I don't know. I just, I oh, it's, evolution. it's, yeah. a, it's almost evolution of yourself. And that's what was cool. Yeah, about they it. had a big meeting about it and they're like, Oh, are we going to have to change less? And I'm like, how does that change the way I wrestle by my haircut? What are they mad that they just didn't get to do like a hair versus hair match or something to make it no, happen? They, just, they were like, Oh, you look like a heel now. I'm like, what? Like, how does that me look like a heel? See, to me, long hair looked like a heel. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just what they said. And I, oh. but our Austin Aries kind of stuck up for me and was like, "Hey, you guys don't pay Wes enough to tell him to not care, whatever." You know? Yeah, probably one of the best moments of Ring Warriors TV while they were still on was you and Austin Aries, anyways. So uh, that one are me versus. Um, Marty the Fly, Army yeah. versus Jeff Cobb. Um, actually, oh, I'm gonna watch that. You and Jeff Cobb. Yeah, me and Jeff Cobb had a good match, and then another good one. There, I actually had a bunch of good ones there. See, I didn't get it here. That's what sucks. So I only heard about it when we would talk. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that up here in Minnesota, man. But uh, that's what's amazing is like, dude, you have uh, had some matches with some just stellar talent that like amazing people haven't watched these more you know what i mean um it's it's uh even my new japan stuff right yeah how long were you out there again uh did three tours nice so where's been the like you literally have been all over the world i mean I i did the uk for a whole month i lived in the uk for a whole month 
what was that like what was the transition like because uh, you have you lived internationally before that i, I know you traveled with the Wake. okay yeah you lived in puerto rico with the way oh uh, but what was no, the i wrestled for carlos Colon in puerto rico oh okay that's right okay yeah um what was the transition like though when you had to go to either a puerto rico or i love UK? puerto rico that was i, I, I never wanted to leave and then when i was in puerto rico that's when i got i was there for about a year and a half and then tna started calling me and then okay. uh will was living in port was is from puerto rico he's the spanish commentary with hector and so i would always fly from puerto rico with will to uh and now Will's working for AEW, so you know, big shout out for Will. Um, yeah, big shout out to Will. Big shout out to all your people that are over in AEW. They got a few of your good friends and, and even your yeah, lady. Those guys have been like talking, you know, and I don't know. It's looking like a place I might show up. I don't know. Depends on what other people think. I don't know. All I know is if you show up, you're gonna kick some ass. That's what's gonna happen. So I mean, well, I'm not gonna go there to, you know wear a pink mickey mouse shirt or do anything like that i'm gonna go in there to whip some ass like i'm gonna take things seriously i and i like that because we had talked don't get the pink taco shirt wrong you know it is is thursday so (laughs) we were talking about that earlier uh actually earlier this week we talked about that uh the debut of miro or rusev on on AEW, and I think we both had the same opinion. It was like, it's cool. Good for him. Glad to see him sign and going over there and probably going to get to be used in a better way. But then just the way they debuted, I know you weren't a fan of the clothing. And to me, it was kind of weird too, that it was just like these weird, whatever. And I get it. It's Gucci. It's expensive. I don't, I'm not into designer brands. So I know nothing. Like I buy my shit at Target. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But okay. Here's the whole thing is about that. I love Rusev. I think he's a badass. His wrestling skills, he's just, he has so much of the it factor when he showed up to that, just kind of just brought it down for me. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. I'm sure he has his opinion. I, but I got nothing but respect for him. I love his style of wrestling. He used to do a move where he would do a rolling gut wrench, and I used to love it. Like, it was one of my favorite moves that he would do. And, um, I'm a huge fan of him. I just wish he would have came out in a good suit. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Just like, just something a little bit more different. I just yeah, think that. For, oh, I was going to say, and for me, I, I just, uh, I just didn't like the, the second, uh, you know, he's playing Kip Sabian's best man. And I feel like he should have came in and been a powerhouse and just uh big debut not like you're this dude's best man who isn't really doing much other than he's about to get married on dynamite like that's that's weird plus is he heel then like that's the other thing they didn't really distinct on is he going heel or face oh, um ryan. ryan's got a great question uh and it goes with what we're talking about right now because rusev just debuted and again he's with kip sabian which makes it feel heel but he didn't really come off heel on the mic uh, so again, he says, do you guys think wrestlers, when they go heel or face, they should change their look a little bit. So you went from being an aces and eight, which obviously was one of the best heel factions, uh, in the last 20 years of wrestling because of the heat you guys drew. So when you stopped doing the aces and eight gimmick and now on the indie scene, you're majority doing baby face. You are, you know, the crowd favorite. How did that transition go? Cause again, too, aces and eights days for you. 
you were drawing a lot of heat. So did you feel like to get away from it, you needed to change your look a little bit to be that baby face? No, you've just kind of just changed a little bit of wrestling, but it's, you don't really have to change your look up. It's just more of your psychology of how you put together your match and your psychology of how you want to sell and your psychology of how to get the other person over and how to do the correct job. Yeah, I agree. I like really am the only, like you can, you can stay with whatever you're doing. It's it's the attitude and it's how you, you, you tell the story in the ring. That's going to show that you've now turned or that you've now become the face the only person that I'm like uh, some sort of change would have been nice, at least in his gear would have been Roman Reigns. Like the guy just still hasn't changed his gear from when he was with the shield. That would be well, nice. Do you know the reason why? No, I don't. And I would love to hear it. If you know. Yes, I actually do. Um, Roman suffers from a lot of hernias. So the whole reason why he always has to wear a shirt is because he wears a protective vest that holds the belt in that prevents him from getting hernias because mm. he's had multiple hernias. So that's the reason why he just went from a shirt and sometimes it looks a little bulky and like he has padding on me. And then sometimes, you know, you see him, he's all ripped up and then tank up and like, Hey, what, you know, but the reason why is because he's protecting his body from getting another hernia and being out for longer than he has to be. That's a good explanation. I'm glad I know that info now. And uh, true facts. Yeah, that's and that's awesome. I mean, you guys got to do what you got to do to protect yourselves uh, when you're in the ring. So, I mean, I get that. Still, like, at least change the color scheme up or something. <laughs> that's all I would like. Uh, our boy Chris has another question for you, Wes, and I'm actually interested in this one too. What would you say is your most underrated match of your career? What does that mean? Like, what match do you think was that you were in that you thought was just amazing, but it didn't really get any the praise you thought it should have gotten? None. None? No. If, if, I, if I go out there and steal a show, trust me, I know I stole the show. There There's no questions about it. I know exactly how that crowd reacts. I know exactly by looking and what I'm selling, what I'm doing to come back, if the crowd is with it or they're not with it. If they're not with it, then, hey, I didn't do my job. I'm going to be pissed i've never not been able to be like i never went home and been like oh man that match should have got over because if it didn't get over i didn't do my job properly that means i made a mistake somewhere and that's my fault so i I never look at any match that got overrated or any of that i just feel like if if it didn't then that's just maybe my fault i didn't perform good enough you know i hear you mark says west versus brody lee would be sweet yeah, I'd be all right. Let me ask you this. Uh, Actually, with that- I like if, if I'm going to wrestle anybody in yep. AEW. Let's hear it. My first guy is actually a good friend of mine, but he's been talking some smack would be Brian Cage. That hurts, too. He was our very first guest. But, I mean, if he's going to talk some smack, it's going to have to happen then. So that would be an amazing match, though. I would love to see you and Brian Cage just get at it. Uh, in the ring and uh i don't know guys if you want to see that happen let it be known let it know get on twitter let everybody know let aw know let tony khan know let brian cage know that wes is uh knows what's going on and he's not afraid um how about this though not even just an aw though 
is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you're like man i i, I hope that i can maybe still get a chance to work with this person down the road uh cody yeah cody Rhodes would be another one that i'd like to wrestle um now did you know cody back when you guys were younger just from families being in the industry yeah i've known cody my whole life yeah yeah ever ever since i was a little kid that's crazy like uh, it's crazy because i would uh, all of you guys you know like you like randy orton uh cody rhodes dustin rhodes you know uh, all these all these guys that are now in the business but were back there then uh, as children with their their parents like I would think somewhere along the line, there's got to be some great stories of you and some of these guys of when you guys were just kids. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had some stories with Dustin. It's just kind of funny. Uh, it's the only stories I really remember as a kid was with Randy Orton. Really? Yeah. Because Randy Orton used to come to the house a lot. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and he's killing it right now. It's on you if you want to tell that story. Otherwise, we can just keep that. Uh, but I'll tell the story. All it's right, let's hear it. What is this, your story, Randy Orton? So Randy came over to stay the night. I guess maybe there was a Tampa show and Cowboy was in town. So, of course, everyone would, like, the main dudes would stay at my parents' house. You know, they were like, my dad was like, don't get a hotel. Come stay at the property because my dad has a pretty nice-sized property. And um, so they would come over. And, of course, you know, we have boats and jet skis. And, um, you know, we take Orton out on the jet ski. And it's me and Randy. And Randy goes, is there gators in this lake? And I'm like, yeah, there's a bunch. So don't fall off. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, really? And I'm like, yeah. And, of course, you know, we're like 13, 12. You know what I mean? Like, we're pretty young. I think he's a little bit, he's a little bit older than me. So he was pr- – if I was, I was probably like 12, so he was probably like 14 or 15. So we're on the jet ski, but I end up throwing him off. And then I'm like, look, there's a gator. And I start doing circles around him, and I wouldn't pick him up. And he's just freaking out, cussing me out, saying he's going to beat my ass, all this other stuff. And then finally I pick him up, and then it was just the funniest thing. He was so mad, and then we just started laughing about it. And he still gives me hell. Every time I see him, he's just like, you know, you start giving me nightmares, Wes. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, he's the viper. He shouldn't be afraid of any reptiles. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah, he's afraid of some gators, boy. I, I, I get it, though. When I was out there with you and we went to the ocean, like, first thing I said is there's no sharks out here, right? Or, like, oh, I'm not going to get. I, I mean, I guess I could talk about it now because it's already over with and it happened. You know, the Bray White and um, Braun Strowman match was filmed at my parents' house. Correct. Yes. Yes. I, mean, I, I know you know because. I know. Yeah. I but we never actually. Everybody. Yeah. We never actually talked about it on show. Uh, but yeah, no. Little known fact is they needed a swamp for that match. Someone close had a swamp, uh, and that was your father. No, we, have a beautiful, we have a beautiful lake. Right, that's just it. You guys have like a really nice property because I see pictures uh, of you and ja- your dad posted out there by the water and stuff, and it's like, oh, that looks great. Until I saw the picture of him with the snake in the house, and then I was like, oh, Papa Briscoe, I don't think I could ever come to that property now. Thanks. <laughs> oh, there's been multiple snakes, and they're like little pygmy rattlesnakes. But uh, 
they mm-hmm. were scared to death of gators in that lake. It was just funny. And they had like a safety diver and all this other stuff. And it's like, I grew up on that lake swimming at nighttime and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm like, man, these guys are sissies. Like, Are there any in there? I've shot two. Man, I mean, just how crazy it would have been if while they were filming that a gator just they, popped up in the shot. They wouldn't be because there's not gators in that lake. No. No, it's just, I don't know why, but I think, actually, I think I do know why is maybe because it's, it's a natural spring fed lake. So it's mm. always pretty cool. So the gator is like a little bit more warmer, the temperature. So my parents' lake is a little bit colder and um, it's a private lake. It's not a public lake. Um, there's just big land properties and estates on the house, on the, on, on the lake. So it's like huge properties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's not really like too much woods, I guess, around it. Sure. Yeah. It does look pretty open. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, they, they did that on on your dad's property, uh, apparently in the middle of the night. That's what I get. That what I always think is crazy with these WWE cinematics. No, they showed up at seven in the morning and they left seven in the morning the next day. That is nuts. That's a full day, which also seems like for how long they were there, they didn't use it to its capacity. Like I, I that match left me feeling like what? That was it. There could have been way more happening here. Um, I wasn't happy with the finish, but I liked the production value, and I liked there. There was some cool stuff about it, and there was some bad stuff about it. And from what I was overheard was that Vince gave Bray full creative control, and from what I was told, that Bray kept fighting with the directors and kept. The directors want to go another way and Bray wanted to go a different way and the directors didn't want to go that way and there was a lot of arguments and a couple of things happened so you know I guess that's just the nature of the biz but you know I don't know if that affected the outcome of the finish or what was going on but I know Bray had some other ideas that he wanted to get out there all right right on Man, that's uh, that's that's awesome that they were out there uh, doing yeah, that I'm from the props if you guys want some do you really? I I think they only left like a couple of things, but I'll sell them if someone wants to buy them. <laughs> that's hilarious. They're, they're like the axe handles that the extras had. Oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, I'm talking about. I hit up. Actually, you know what? Since here's what we'll do. Okay. Since we're announcing we're going to do that Patreon, I have yeah, yeah, Patreon coming soon. Are, there's two of them. For maybe we'll pick a random person and we'll give those two to some of our first Patreon members. What do you, you think that'd be like something? I mean, it was a pretty big deal. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we can figure something out. Uh, maybe do like uh, first uh, certain amount of people who jump on our Patreon mm-hmm. will just get entered into a drawing to win that as a thank you or something. That'd be kind of cool. Uh yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to see those too. Uh, it's interesting because you were talking about your dad and that they did that on his land, on the land. Obviously, your dad was in the news last week, and we uh, we didn't we didn't do a show last week, so we didn't really talk much about it. Not a whole lot to talk about either. Uh, I mean, other than other your than dad. my dad being a comedian. <laughs> That's the best part of the whole thing with this scenario is obviously everybody knows your dad was released from WWE. 
your dad's very happy though. He's even said that, and that's cool. Well, uh, I, and he's. I want to he, make a statement out there to everybody. Yeah. Um, WWE has taken great care of my father, and they have been nothing but respectful and treated with my dad nothing but respect and everything you hear on the internet is all fake um they took care of my dad my dad is very happy with everything he's happy to retire um and there's no there's no heat there's no animosity he's very happy with everything and there is no bad feelings and my dad's still gonna help out as much as he can and he's gonna help out for free because my dad loves helping out um people that have a passion for wrestling and you know it it's not going to stop him and you know he's very happy and he's very happy with what vince gave to him and he's always been very faithful for his 37 years of being in the wrestling or 38 years being in the with wwe so he's very happy with everything so vince took care of my dad and he has no complaints and he's not bitter he's not He's not upset. He's not going on no rant. He's very happy with his decision. That's that's awesome. Much love again. Yeah, like Chris said, much love to Papa Briscoe. Um, man, uh, thirty eight years with just one company. That's not thirty eight years in the business. That's what's mind blowing. Is uh, a with true legacy. You're right. Thirty eight years with one company. And Eric Bischoff actually offered my dad a blank check. No shit and said write what you want to write down and my dad told that and my dad told vince that my dad's a loyal guy my dad's like you know of course i grew up like my dad i'm very loyal to the people that take care of me and vince took care of my dad so my dad was like i'm not gonna go i'm gonna stay because you've taken care of me in the past i believe in you so my dad stuck when everyone else jumped ship my dad could have jumped ship but he chose not to and Eric Bischoff will even tell you that, that he offered my dad a blank check. Right. One of my favorite stories about your dad and Eric is when... Uh, Negative. What's that? Negative. Can't talk about that yet. Oh, shoot. Three sorry. Months. Three months and we could talk about it. Okay. I was going to say, I I, well, I, can, I couldn't remember if we talked about that offer on air, uh-uh. that story. Uh-uh. I couldn't three remember. Months, three months and we could talk about it. Oh, that's funny. Back to the Briscoe Body Shop. The clarification, is the Briscoe Body Shop open still? No. Okay. Um, so the best thing though that came out of that for me was the pure comedy that your dad dropped last night on Twitter. Because first of all, it's wrestling. He got let go. He sent a tweet out saying big announcement on Wednesday, which of course, because that was the other thing. When this all broke, that it was him, uh, I believe Mike Rotunda and uh first name Sarah. I think I don't remember her other name. Um she's a very good person and then another great production guy got let go okay um, all good friends all good people that i know and really really good people so you know much love to those guys hopefully they all uh you know land on their feet whatever it is they're doing but the outpour from the the community and the fans uh that came out when this announcement came out uh which by the way your dad broke no one no dirt sheet broke that or anything your dad's the one that went out and tweeted it so that's awesome that he was just uh point blank with it but a, you got to see the careers that, uh, that your father has effect, uh, affected and brought into this business. I mean, just even current talent that was tweeting being like, well, I wouldn't be a WrestleMania. Right. Um, so that was great. But uh, a lot of speculation of, of the fan community being like, 
AEW, AEW, Jerry and Wes, AEW, bring them in together. Like that has to happen. Uh, and your dad uh, threw out that tweet saying announcement Wednesday and yesterday, everybody was treated to an amazing announcement. And that was, well, first of all, there was a real announcement in there. Uh, something about he's starting an agency. Did I hear that correctly? Correctly. Yes. Um, him and a friend are doing an agency, which is awesome. Very, very excited to see that. I'm actually a part of it too. Very cool. Awesome. You guys are going to have the best talent ever. I mean, your dad has the best eye when it comes to athletes. And And our lawyer is top notch. Perfect. So lawyer is actually the head agent, which writes up every contract, which since he's a lawyer and was top of his class in, in Florida state that he really knows the ins and outs of contracts and he's able to give people the best deal is possible and we're willing to work with any guys and give guys the best deals whether you're a professional football player basketball player amateur rest well you can't do anything in college but anything that's pro level we will take care of and set up contracts with and if you just want to have someone that you can feel safe with and trust and not worry about you know taking all your money our our firm is really good awesome so if uh you uh have that happening in life make sure you talk to these guys uh um yep uh shout out to james jeffries though by the way yeah he uh, just got married congratulations yes congratulations i on- couldn't be there but you know this whole virus thing and all this craziness it is crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, James uh, and Nicole. Very happy for you guys. Can't wait to see you guys soon. Hopefully that can actually happen. Uh, but the other thing that happened in this video is, first of all, the mutton chops were golden. The, the... He's going <laughs> Willie style. It's amazing. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, the the, the comedic chops. going anywhere to get a haircut? <laughs> right. Uh the comedic chops though was amazing. Just the whole oh I got first of all, I didn't know what he was talking about when he said Samsung and then the bit with uh the the iPhone and I was like, what is he talking about? And then at the end when it finally tied back in so wait, oh hang on, and then it just cut out. Um it was just great because again, so many people were like, Oh, he's gonna go to AEW. He's gonna go to AEW, he's gonna go to AEW. Him and Watts need to go to AEW. Like, why would you not bring the Briscoes to AEW now? Uh, and for him to just have that little fun with the fans, oh, man, I was laughing my ass off when I watched it last night because <laughs> it just ended, and I was like, that was it? That's that's amazing. That is yeah, awesome. He, he's pretty good at, at, at that. My dad's a good worker. He is. He very well is, and uh, I can't wait to see what you guys got going with his aging company and, uh, and anything I can never do to help support you guys. You know I'm always there for you. Your family, my brother. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just mainly just helping them outland and talk to people that they can't reach out to that I can reach out to. You know, I'm, I'm, I have my own business and my, my own company that I'm working on. So, you know, I got a lot of things going. Yeah, man, it's a crazy time. It is very much a crazy time, but. Yeah, so that was uh, that was a little bit of fun uh, last night, and then also uh, your lovely lady uh, got some more time on AEW this week as well. I had a match with Brandy Rhodes, was in the crowd last night for uh, Dynamite. Um, man, she's looking good. She's looking good in that ring. Yeah, she's doing really, really good, and you know it's an honor that they're booking her, and she's really doing good. She just needs to 
you know, get that one in and start uh, whooping that ass. But she's already whooping that ass and looking great. And I'm proud of her. And I couldn't ask for a better girl. Hell yeah, man. She is awesome. I, I can't wait to see her next month at uh, the Kickstart Your Heart show up in the, the Twin Cities. So that's right. Waterloo. I won't, there, I won't be there. I know. I'm bummed out about that, though. I'm really bummed out. Kickstart Your Heart. We're going to have a heart to heart when I'm there next time. <laughs> I don't think I'll be at any of their shows. They're missing out, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, man. So wrestling's been fun, but obviously you guys had some hurricanes down there uh, this last week down in in your neck of the woods, which we got three of them coming. Which is crazy because I hear that and I'm like, my first thing is, oh man, I hope Wes is okay. I hope everybody else I know in Florida is okay and all that. But then I talk to you and it's like, a hurricane's coming. That means surfing, baby, sir. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. So let's hear about it, man. I mean, nah, it's been in the news all over. You guys were getting hit. You got more coming. You're going to be out there trying to hit some mega waves. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, let's see if I can pull up something real quick. Um, I got the bags packed. I leave tomorrow. And we go up and down the state of Florida, trying to track. Oh, I don't know if you can Hang see. Hang on, let me. We tried to track these storms. And these are all hurricanes coming. And then I'll pull out another thing, and we can actually, sh- I'll show you one moving right now. It's actually pretty cool. But I got all my bags packed and getting ready to try to chase this hurricane and catch some of the most amazing surf ever. We'll go out to this and then I will show you right here. Here. Um, let's see if I can. Oh, there you go. There you uh, go. There we go. You can see the hurricane spinning. Yeah. See, there's multiple hurricanes. There's one there. There's one there. There's one up there. And then if I slide it over, there's another one brewing. So pretty soon, it's going to get crazy. So where's the first stop on the on the tour here? Um, Crazy Thali Woods House in New Smyrna Beach for the next two days. And then probably maybe somewhere down south. Hell yeah. Uh, so what do you think you're going to see? How many, like how big are these waves going to get? Cause you're coming in like as the storm goes through, right? Like as it's leaving, you guys are going in to hit it. Or, yeah, like, you don't ever go when the storm's going because it's, right. it's, it's, we call it victory at sea. There's no point. We go either before or after the storm. Which one's better before or after? What's the sweet spot? It all depends on the direction and where it's coming and tides, wind, current. I mean, so much involved in surfing, and that's the beauty of surfing. Like you're constantly learning the weather, but it should be a good one. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, tomorrow and the next days will be like five to six foot, and then Sunday should be seven to eleven foot. See, and like that's, that's huge. Not very to me. scary to me, though. Oh, see, and I know it's not to you because I was going to say that's huge to me, but then you're like. Oh no, I'm gonna go to Puerto Rico though and catch 20 footers. And I'm like, no. Yeah, um <laughs> it's funny because it's most won't be able to make it out on these waves, but like I've been surfing these size waves a lot, and it's like 
it doesn't really it hasn't floral days hasn't really like there's been one time or two times i've been scared but other than that it's just like i don't know i'm pretty confident that everything's gonna be good you know Hell yeah, man. That's that's awesome that you got something like that. I mean, like <laughs> all I got is golf and I've gone like three times this summer. Do you enjoy my hobby? I'm gonna go one more time this weekend before they cut my hand up next week and yeah, I, but they, like I don't get to surf quality waves that actually give me like like unless I go to Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Mexico. Um I don't really get the waves that like scare me, that get me like like the like my heart's just like right. <laughs> I'm like just like scared, like full on just scared. Like can't believe I'm doing this. Like why am I going out? Like what am I doing? Like I'm I could drown. I could die right now. Like those are the days that I like. Oh, so- but you would you categorize yourself as an adrenal- adrenaline junkie? No, no. So like you're not jumping out of planes. You're not. No, I've done that. I've I've jumped. I bungee jumped 750 feet in Seattle, Washington, and we went with the guy called Vertical Bungee. You can look them up. They're famous. They've set a couple world records, and we literally snuck onto the bridge. They told us that if we get caught, we're gonna all go to jail. They're not allowed to be doing this. Like, so this is not like I'm at some theme park signing a waiver and going, yeah, hey, yeah. Man, like, I'm going to jump like a hundred foot into like over a pool and it's complete. Like, nah, this is like legit on a crazy sketchy bridge that we had to carry all the equipment on. And here's the funniest part about it. that I, We took a red eye from Florida to Seattle, which is a long flight. I mean, that's yeah. like a cross country bro. flight from Florida. Yeah. So, you know, like we had a couple drinks on the plane and like whatever. So we fly in and get in at like a red eye. You usually get in around like six fifty five, six thirty in the morning, and then by the time we got picked up, it was seven. And our team manager at the time, or actually the owner of the company and team manager, like kind of just like. The guy that took care of everything, the boss, he was like, hey, we're going to get you breakfast. Guys, get ready. We're going jumping. And we're all like, <laughs> what? And he's like, yeah. So then we're all just like, we're, we're already just mind blown. And then we sneak up onto this bridge in the middle of nowhere. And it's like two metal bars and those little pump of wood and you're standing over and it's just you look down and it's just a little teeny river going right down there. Uh-huh. It's nothing but crazy jagged rocks. And they're like, three, two, one, boy, go. And you're just like Whoosh. and then I jumped again in Mexico. Oh, that is crazy. Oh, that's I don't know if I could do it, man. I don't know if I could do that kind of stuff. Uh I just don't I don't know if I'd have it in me. Like I think I want to in my head. I'm like, I'd love it but it's that moment of when I'm doing it and I look down, like, I think I will put myself a little bit, uh, especially when you're doing like, cause again, like you said, that's not the carnival where you could just pay and jump down. There's a big inflatable thing under you. Like, no, there's nothing. Like, you're, you're doing like legit, like, Hey man, this may go one way. This may go the other way. We don't know, but we're going to find out. 
Yeah, but these guys are so professional and so good, and they've set. They work for Red Bull. They do okay, yeah. world records. They they just do some crazy stuff sometimes, you know, on the side. That's dude. That that's some crazy thing, man. The like, hardest thing was carrying the winch all the way up the mountain. Because oh, the, the winch is what dragged you after. So basically, when you when you bungee jump with these guys, you jump. And then by the second second rebound, and your what your rebound is is when the coil pulls up and you come back up. You come up two times. First time you try to get away from the thing because if it wraps around, you're going to lose your arm or leg or whatever. So you come up and you try to go away. But the second time you come up, they're coming up a little bit slower. You grab onto the fucking excuse my language. There's That's your one. It's good. You grab onto the the bungee. And then you hold it, and then they look up. Then you unhook yourself and hook it to the bungee. And oh, hell no, dude. hell no, and, dude. But if you don't do that, if you're not man enough to grab the bungee and hook it up, they have yes. to put you up by your feet upside down all the way up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be pulling me up feet up, man. Are you kidding me? That's Yeah, that's how sketchy that's- it is. That is super sketch right there, Tina. How you doing? Thanks for joining us today. Uh, man, that's what. Uh, like, what else, man? Have you, you done skydiving out of plane? Yeah. Okay, free like free fall. Like, have you done it yourself, or do you have the guys? No, I haven't got enough jumps in. Okay, what else have you done? Uh, the reason I'm always fascinated because obviously you're a wakeboarder. That's kind of the extreme sports. Uh, you know, doing all the X Games and stuff like that, and it's just always been known that. These extreme sports athletes are in sharks. They're crazy, man. What? Diving, holding my breath and swimming 60 feet and holding my breath for three minutes. Can we come back to the free diving with sharks? All the time. When I spearfish, you come across sharks. That, again, scares me. That's like when you spearfish and you shoot your fish, you pull your fish and pull it, like hold it against you. And, and swim up as fast as possible because if it's dangling, one shark will get in, and then next thing you know, you got like three or four sharks just trying to eat your fish, and you're like, you right. So. so let me ask you this, my friend. Well, we can end the show on this. I think this is a good question, just a fun. What has been like the craziest near death experience you've ever had? Like, what was like? I can tell you mine, uh, just because you've done a lot of crazy crazy shit you know like more than i've never done in my life and mine wasn't even a crazy thing like mine literally was i almost got hit by a gas truck because he like came into the road and didn't see that i was driving and like all i looked at my out of my driver's side door and it was literally just the grill of the semi and i like swerved into the curb out onto the road got out and the guy turned around and he looked like a ghost he was so white because he was like i almost killed you i was like yeah yeah you're like that close I've had too many to count. Okay, well, what's a, you got one like one crazy one though? Well, they're all crazy as hell. I've had all right twenty five. Holy shit! First one. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you one, and we'll, we'll we we can do one every podcast. We almost could, yeah. This might be the way to end them. We were we were doing a video film trip in Bali. Okay, and we were filming a wakeboard video. And we were in Indonesia and we did a stop in Bali and we had one night and everybody was like, 
we've been traveling and we've been riding and we were in somewhere else and we were just we we're in Singapore before that and we were we we just had like two days of this like lay time. So we were like, oh we got one day to recover. We're going out. So we go out to Bangkok and Bangkok is great. I mean literally what you see like all the stories of what you hear about Bangkok is a hundred percent true. I've seen everything. I can't even mention the stuff I've seen on the show because we are a PG show. So I can only tell you what the story was. So we have some adult beverages and it becomes the end of the night. And for some reason at the time, me and my friends were into car surfing, which I don't recommend it. I don't tell anybody to do it. It's the stupidest thing physically possible to do. The most idiotic thing. Don't ever do it. Please don't. Is this what like they did in Teen Wolf? Like Michael J. Fox getting on top of the van and surfing on top while he was driving? Yeah, but we did it off of a cab where the guy didn't know what we were doing. So he floored it and we flew <laughs> off the cab. It's oh my God. And we don't know where we're at. We don't have our cell phones and we don't have anything. And one of our buddies is stuck in the cab trying to get out and the cab driver won't let him out. Oh, I bet he was just freaking out. Like, all of a sudden, just someone's on top of his car. Two people. Two people. Yeah, Ryan Doyle. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Doyle. Oh, that cat guy had to get himself, dude. Yeah. So, you guys got thrown off of it. Yeah, into the middle of Bangkok Street at 3 in the morning. Oh, my God. It was that... going, like, 20 miles an hour. Dude, that's a bump. That's a fucking. That's my we one. Hit for the trunk of the car so hard. Oh my god! That's what probably saved us. Wow. That's... I know we had to mess up his car. That's so crazy. Like I literally. Uh One of them. I yeah. I would like to hear the rest of these. Hey Kyle, thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, yeah. Man, that's. <laughs> I just imagine this poor cab driver is like, whatever, just driving these guys to the next party or wherever. I was just like, what the? Hey, hey, get off! Like, I went 160 on a motorcycle and I got swervy when it was like, and we oh, lost control. That's yeah. Um, you want me to keep going? No, you don't have to. I got a list of them, buddy. We could save some. That bike one scared me because that's like, I'm scared of motorcycles. I think they're my not best tra- friend died on a motorcycle. What's that? My best friend died on the motorcycle, the same motorcycle that I was on that almost had that accident. That sucks, man. Uh, that sucks. James Pearson, big homie. Oh, I love you, homie. Yeah, rest in peace, bro. Never forget. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, uh, on that note, before we leave, I just want to, on a personal note, say like uh, a big, a big shout out. So you know, my name's Big Ace on this show. Obviously, my real name's not Big Ace, guys, but that is my name. Uh, but there's a story of why I became ace. And in reality, it's in tribute to my best friend going through college, going through radio broadcasting. We did it all together. Uh, a gentleman who unfortunately had a nasty bike accident years before I ever met him and, and was in a wheelchair the rest of his life. So when I met him, he was paralyzed. But it never slowed him down. This guy taught me how to drink. We would literally drink a one seven five of whiskey in his apartment, and he would just every half hour be like, "Shot time." Uh, he was my best friend uh, for two years, uh, and again, in tribute to him, this is why I took the on air name 
of ace and stage name because i was told i couldn't use my real name at the radio station i was at uh long story short though i did find out this last uh, week that he passed away unexpectedly so yeah man just a you know big shout out to him and a, a big influence on my life in the very beginning stages of this adventure that went from there to where i'm at now um so man yeah it's, it's just it, it was a shock still kind of shocking so definitely uh reach out to your loved ones don't ever be like i'll just call them tomorrow like just do it that's probably my biggest regret is i didn't keep in enough contact so but yeah man shout out to him and uh rest in peace I always remember you brother uh anytime anyone calls me it's always well so yeah man uh dude we uh this was a fun show i enjoyed this yeah hey did you hear that the hot the hot dog guy responded back to my tweet no <laughs> no so guys should i burn this guy or what so the guy that i i I said something i said someone needs to give aw needs to give brian cage a real opponent a legit guy and i guess his i guess the guy that he wrestled uh again the food eating guy yeah what's his name he responded back and said Oh yes, he did have a real opponent, and that was me onto my Twitter, and I was like, "Man, I don't know if I should just roast him right now. I don't know if I should burn him. I don't know if I should just just rip him a new one because, boy, he's starting a fire that he don't want to light because." We just won't even go there. But, yeah, it's definitely turning into you got to quite the list of names that you're gonna have to have some conversations with if you ever show up at AEW. Oh, I don't think Hot Dog Man signed. <laughs> might still be there though. You might be selling hot dogs at that point. Uh, uh, like we, I, I don't want to knock anybody. I don't no disrespect, but don't come at me. Come at me. You better see me. All I gotta say. That's right. That is we right. I don't play video games. I knuckle up, boys. That's right. Hell yeah. Old school. That's what it is, man. Uh, yeah. Put up with bullshit. That too. That so too. If you want to holler at my Twitter and like want to act tough and stuff, come see me. <laughs> I ain't hard to find. I'll give you the address. Right. Uh, hell yeah. And definitely, uh, you know, guys, if you want to see. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't call the cop. Don't pull That's a six nine snitch. That's cheating. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think everybody would agree, though. They'd love to see you get over there and take on Brian Cage. So, guys, let AW know that that needs to happen. Uh, again, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. We had a, we had a good crowd on with us for most of the show tonight, so we appreciate it. Uh, good friends, James and Chris, Kyle, Tina. Uh, Ryan, all you guys, Mark. And then, why don't you tell them what we're starting? And oh yeah, yeah. So thank you guys again. And uh, what we got going on is we're working on our Patreon. We're gonna uh, we're gonna launch a, Bis- a Briscoe and Big Ace Patreon. Probably in the next week or two, we'll get it uh, hopefully up and running. Uh, but we're working on it. We're gonna have some cool things, some exclusive stuff. We'll have a, a cool st- uh, sticker that we're gonna give out for it. We're gonna have uh, some exclusive like. Uh, I guess you could say virtual meet and greets with us and maybe watch alongs with us. Uh, you can even maybe get some uh, private shout outs from Wes uh, myself too, if you want, I guess, 
<laughs> yeah, and um, also I would uh, certain people that depends on what they donate. I will film matches that are not televised, and that indie shows that I do, we'll put that only on our Patreon, and we'll do a couple of different stuff just to give the guys a different experience. Um, if there's a guy on the show that you guys see that I'm on. We could do a meeting great with him and talk with him. We're going to do a lot of things and make our Patreon a little bit different than a lot of other people. But uh, this is a new platform we're going to try. We're going to see how it goes. And for it's not going money into us. It's going money to help to make the show better. It's to help us get better equipment. It's to help us be able to put on a better show, give you guys a better quality of broadcasting and intellectual conversation. Yeah, definitely, guys, because uh, Big Ace needs a new microphone. <laughs> this thing's been crapping out on me lately. I don't know. I know, Wes, you said I was cutting out earlier, so I don't know if you heard that. Sorry. Uh, not a lot I can do. It just does it now. But I I, I, get, I got my money back, I think, in the next day or two from the Jericho crew since I can't go on the next one. So some of that may also be used on a new microphone because I don't want to. Yeah, wait. I need a new GoPro if you guys want to see more video vlogs. Yeah, man. And the other thing, too broke my last one. Oh no but i'm borrowing another one and i'll have a video vlog up of this whole trip coming up on our youtube channel Hell, yeah and that's the other thing too as guys as, as other things start happening more events start happening uh or just things in our lives happening that are cool that we think it's something we want to share with you we're gonna do that we're gonna share i know i got uh possibly a, a trip to vegas coming up in february so if i do that i'll definitely uh get some video of, of what ace is like in vegas boring when when is it uh i think the, the february 10th Dude, why don't you wait till the 21st and go when it's my birthday and i'll show you vegas like you don't know i know buddies that own clubs that steve aoki performs we don't have to wait in no line we get vip all the free bottles everything like legit i got vegas like it was funny like a lot of people will tell you, like, Heath Slater, everybody will tell you, I got more hosts than anybody <laughs> in the world, dude. I'm legit. Your boy, Briscoe, I can get you in any club, anywhere. I know somebody. Like, that's just how I roll. Yeah. You know, I just I just roll like that. I just know people. But Hell, Yeah. I got, I, got, I, got, I got Vegas in every front that you even want to see. I got it a lot. Hell yeah, dude. Tell me, I line everything up. Nice. Well, we'll have to talk about more about that then. Uh, but yeah, man. My birthday, so I would have to file out. So we'll see. Hell yeah. Uh, so again, guys, watch for that. The Patreon dropping. It'll be on all of our social media when it launches. We'll probably launch it on a day of an episode as well so that we can actually officially announce it on, on the show. Uh, so watch for that. Again, you two guys get on there. The Briscoe and Big Ace show. Uh, subscribe. Click remind or notifications. So you know when we post new stuff on there. You'll also know when we have our live shows go on there, as well as if you go to Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Instagram as well. Uh, the Briscoe and Big A Show, we're on all of it. Type it in, find us, follow us, like us, talk with us, share anything you want with us. Just uh, not, nothing crazy, though. Uh, otherwise, man, <laughs> uh, uh, Tuesday nights, you can catch me with the comedian John Russell on the two count on YouTube. Uh, the two number two C O U N T, uh, where we just nerd out about wrestling. And uh, Wes, what's up with the any shows coming up? Uh, I believe 
October 23rd, Atomic Wrestling. Next week, we have special guest yes. Gianni from South Africa. And then we also have the man, the promoter, one of the biggest guys in South Africa running the biggest promotion in South Africa is going to be on our podcast. Then, of course, too, um, if you guys have any houses for sale that are you guys are going through any problems with the bank, need any help or just looking for a way like let's say you inherit a house and you don't know what to do with it and you're getting stuck with the bills if you have a problem hit me up i have a cash offer we buy houses we flip them we trade them if you're looking into buying a house we have houses on the market so just hit up briscoe properties we got you there you go briscoe properties everybody make sure you check it out if you're in that field looking or needing to get rid of one um yeah uh what else there is one there's one more thing that i was like we should probably say this and now i've forgotten oh guys again past episodes they're on youtube uh you can check them out uh, with our wonderful guests this we've had we've had pj black as recent uh dr tom pritch slater martin cassas uh you could go way way back you might even be able to find that number one episode of brian cage although that wouldn't be on youtube guys i hate to break it to you that one is an audio we didn't have video then, bro. We uh, we didn't get into video till about a year in. So the first year of episodes are audio. That was a good episode too. It's still you out there. The VOC to find it. It's still out there, so you can find it. I'm not even sure if they have it, but yes, good point. Uh, VOC Radio Nation guys are the exclusive home for all the audio versions of the Briscoe and Big A show. It's the only place you're going to find them. So make sure you check those guys out. Give them a like uh you know and check them out and get those audio versions from us if you uh need to listen to it on the go it's a good way to do it so otherwise guys we're gonna come back with you with a great show next week like wes said we got some amazing guests it's gonna be a very fun show to talk about because just talking to you about your trip out there this last year was just fascinating so to have them on it's gonna be awesome yeah and it's cool because we get to see the people from south africa because like i said on the last episode when we had pj black on he came to FCW already knowing how to do a 450. He came already knowing how to work. So it's crazy that the skill of the South African wrestlers are phenomenal. And it's we, we're having one of the one of the greatest South African. He is the South African heavyweight champion. We're gonna have on the show, and then of course we're gonna have the big promoter AJ. We're gonna have the man boss man, but. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Hell yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Watch all of our social media to find out exactly what day and time. Uh, more than likely a Thursday, that's my guess. But find out the time for sure uh, on our social medias. Otherwise, everybody enjoy your weekend as Wes and I will definitely enjoy our weekend. And we'll see you guys next week with another Briscoe and Big A show. Take it easy, everybody. Hey, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning scene means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Rejoice! The NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love 
and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code VOCNATION and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.